Hi, this is Nikita Koloff from the Q&A with Koloff podcast, where you, the listener, get to ask me the questions, where you get a personal phone call from the Russian Nightmare. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a moment. Sit back, enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, this morning, uh, Robbie is not with us. I'm Jerry Mathis, uh, Ray's Body Shop and Record Service and um, Christian Car Guy Radio, known as the Christian Body Shop Guy. I'm filling in for Robbie this morning, and I'll tell you what, I'm really excited about this morning. And before I even get going, I want to make sure that I get this number out because this is a call-in show, and if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. The call-in number is 866-348-7884. have uh, two people sitting in this uh, studio with me, and, and one I know fairly well, uh, Fred, but I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves, and then we're going to kind of dive into something that's going on in your life, and then I'm going to come back with a question. Tell me what your Christian walk to get you to this point. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Uh, Jerry, my name is Fred Hagee, and beside me here is my brother in Christ, Mike Griffith, who's become a dear friend of mine in recent years. Yeah, and Fred, Fred just introduced me, Michael Griffith, and uh, my walk. Uh, with God, I was raised in the church. My mom and dad, I lived a half a block from the church. We'd go all the time. And February the 11th, 1976, Dr. Charles Page at Longdale Baptist Church, um, I, I gave my life to Jesus. He had tutored me and mentored me, and I gave my life to Jesus on February the 11th, 1976. And I'm not going to tell you a tale between then and years later, I fell away from God. And Dr. Reverend Wendell Calder was at uh, Faith Church. I was sitting on the back pew, and he said something to the effect of, are you serving a little G God, or are you serving a big G God? And the, the light came on. I thought, you know what? I'm not serving God with the big G. I'm serving God more with the little g, other things instead of God. And you know, I went down and I rededicated my life to Jesus some years ago and I told God, I'm going to live for you with a capital G and the little g's are going away because I can't put them in front of you anymore. And my life has changed since then. I became a Gideon. That's how I met Fred. We've been witnessing together for six or seven years, and God has truly, truly blessed that uh, ministry, and he's blessed me because I turned away from the little G's and gave him the big G's, gave him the honor and the glory, him being the big G. Wow. Amen. That's all Thank I'm you. Saying. Thank you. Fred, what got you to this point? 
Uh, Jerry, I grew up in a denominational church. Uh, I was like Mike. I was in church every Sunday. I uh, went through catechism, that type thing, and uh, uh, considered myself a follower of Christ. But it wasn't until the Jesus movement back in the uh, late 60s, uh, a young evangelist who went to North Davidson High School was riding the roads broadcasting the hellfire and damnation message of the gospel through the treetops and the airways there down there in Arcadia. And it wasn't until one afternoon when I heard him blasting that message of the cross through the airways that I really realized what uh, salvation was all about, what it cost, and what it really uh, meant to me. Amen. You know, I'm glad you brought up that, 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 the Jesus Revolution, that, that movement and stuff, because I know you're a product of that, and and. and just real quick, and I'm not going to hang on that very long because of, I've got other things I want to get into and stuff. But, you know, the movie came out, and I thought it was very successful. Uh, and I think it probably shed a light to the gospel of Jesus Christ in a lot of areas where there was darkness and gave opportunity for people to, to hear that message. Everything I and everyone I've ever talked to tells me how accurate that is. Yeah. And and I think that's something that that needs to be said more and more because it's you know God God can move in some mysterious ways and God can use people that you think well how what is God God going we think so many times we think we're Moses I mean you know yeah. God get that not me I don't speak well though you know you need to get, you pick you're t- you're asking the wrong person God's on a God may not call the equip but he will equip those that he calls amen. amen and i think we need to make sure that we we understand that as a, as a christian and the opportunity that we have we have a platform we all have to talk about that a little bit on the last hour as a matter of fact fred one thing he didn't mention is i said i just got finished with the christian car guy radio show it's carried by a lot of these stations fred was a car guy from way back when also and so he he, he knows that world also and this morning if you'll go to, to, to Kingdom Pursuits on the website, you will see on the banner that, scroll, that scrolls across uh, the Give Them Jesus book. And mm-hmm. and we're going to talk a little bit about that and the tool that it has been for, for Fred and, and, and David. For all those that have been involved in it, I know Linnell talks about how this has been the opportunity to be able to, to, to reach people and get people to at least just stop and, and listen long enough that you can get that message across. Amen. So I, I just encourage you to go to that website. It has that. And also on there you can look and it has a way that you can purchase it. I think it's through Amazon. I, that, you may want to mention that more than because you have more knowledge of how they can get this book because I went through it and stuff. It is a great tool. And it does give you practical resources. I mean, I think so many times we try to make, we make sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and his love and his grace, we make it harder than it needs to be. That's right. So I encourage you to flip through that. And also sometime in the next bit, uh, Fonda Bryant will be calling in and talk a little bit about her suicide prevention. Mm -hmm. There's also, if you scroll across, you'll be able to get that information. Also, but Fred, as we mentioned the book, what made you decide to write this book? And 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 I know that I know you, y'all, both of you with Gideon's involved there and stuff. Because I, 
I'm amazed. And a lot of people think the only thing they know about that is, as when I go to a hotel, I pull out a drawer and there's a there's a Bible in there. Yeah. But it goes a lot deeper than that. Well, Jerry, uh, I was taught that the way you do evangelism is to let somebody else do it. I was taught that you hold the pastor accountable, that he only works one or two hours a week, that you hold him accountable, and you hold him to some strict standards. But nothing can be further from the truth than that. And Jerry, uh, for 48 years, I was the world's greatest failure. I promise you. I never led one person to Christ. I didn't know how to share my faith. I was never prepared, but at 48 years of age, I decided that I couldn't live with that guilt one more day. So I went that morning, enrolled in Piedmont Bible College, and studied some evangelism and personal witnessing up there. And uh, everywhere I went after that, I heard people telling me that they didn't know how to share their faith either. And not being able to share my faith, when God was bringing people explicitly uh, to me for the express purpose of sharing the message of the cross with them and failing time after time after time, I could not live with that guilt one more day. I just couldn't do it. So that's what prompted me to go to Piedmont Bible College. Well, as these people, were, other people were telling me, I don't know how to share my faith either. Well, the reason we don't know is because nobody ever showed us. David Jeremiah has a, a, a segment where he tells about he didn't know how to share his faith. Dr. James Kennedy didn't know how to share his faith. They graduated from seminary and still weren't uh, adept at sharing their faith. So I decided that if other people don't know how to share their faith, then they're living with the same guilt, burden of guilt, that I'm living with that I can't handle anymore. So they must be... Uh, struggling with the same struggles. So that's what prompted me to write the book. 95% of the body of Christ have never led one person to Jesus. 95%. Wow. What a, I mean, that's, that's a staggering number. We're we'll back in a moment. If you have a, a question, just give us a call at 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits. Uh, got Mike and, and Fred in here. And he was just, we were just, just talking, just touched a little bit on the, the book, Give Him Jesus. And, and I know Fred gave me just... I know we talked about on Amazon. You can go on Amazon and get it. Go ahead and tell me how, how if I want to order this book, what's the easiest way to do it? And also, then we're going to kind of dive in. You also mentioned something else on the during the break that I did not know about, that y'all also had a YouTube video out there that sort of just reenacts the book. So, Mike or Fred, either one of you can share with me on that and also how to get to the, the, the YouTube and then also, how do I can get the book ordered? Fred came to me, it's probably been eight months ago. And he said, I want to do a YouTube video. And he said, I want you to be in it with me. And I was honored that he, that he said, I want you to be in it with, with him. But I was going to be the witness E 
and Fred was, of course, since it was his book, and he is magnificent at leading people to Jesus. So he was, he was witnessing to me. And it was so real how that YouTube video, how it progressed about the, the chapter two. And then about, he would stop, Fred would stop after we would uh, act. Fred would stop David and explain what had just happened, which I thought was an amazing touch. And it was like, like Fred, you said it was what, 13 and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was just an amazing, and it's not me, and, and Fred will say it's not him, it was a God thing. God put that video together, and if people buy the book, okay, I think that's fantastic, but people go on to YouTube, they will get basically what the book said, but let me tell you something, when I got that book, I was hooked. And witnessing, in the witnessing places that I go, homeless people in different places, I've had to refer to that book to actually get me out of a bind witnessing the people. So give them Jesus. That book is well, well known, okay? It's well, well written. And that name right there is exactly what it will help you do. Give people Jesus that don't know who Jesus is. Absolutely. Jerry, I think that's probably enough said about the video, but I can tell you this. Uh, while we were filming the video, and we did take after take because we had various and sundry different angles that we were filming them from, a distance, close up, blow. While I mean, we, what would be interrupt you one thing, just talking about the video, a lot of people think video, you know, is probably poor quality. David Weatherly, for those in this market will know, was uh, the Fox 8 News, yep. was the main yep. cameraman yep. And, and, and editor, oh, four-time Emmy winner. Enemy yep. winner. And gotcha. so that's who filmed it and produced it. And so the quality, I haven't even seen it, but I know the quality. I know the quality that y'all would want, but Amen. I also know the quality that he would put out there. So I'm, I'm excited to be able to watch it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, while we were filming, I noticed a lady that walked up, and uh, she looked like she might be a grandmother. She had a, a small child with her. And while we were shooting the scripture, the Give Them Jesus scriptures, I noticed that she stayed there for uh, several takes on that scripture. And uh, we had a little uh, prayer team there with us. And when I saw her standing there, uh, I got the attention of one of our prayer uh support members over there and they went over there and were able to share the gospel with her and lead her to Christ there and the, during the filming of the video. Amen. Wow. And if you want to see the video, how do we just, how do you get to it? Give-em-jesus.org. Give them, give them Jesus with dashes in the middle. Just go to YouTube. You can go to our website. You, you can link it from uh, the website. Another the, thing. Well, go I'm ahead. sorry. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. The way the way I uh, found it, which may be easier, is give them Jesus in in the search bar, and then I, I all I did was put the only soul, and I couldn't. I didn't need to get the winners before. And I think it's your picture. I hope it's your picture, not mine. But either my <laughs> picture comes up or Fred's picture comes up, and then. You can click on it that way. So that's the way I do it. Give them Jesus in the search bar, and then the only soul, and it comes up. 
Yeah, another thing you can do is listen to us. You can go to Kingdom Pursuits, go to our website, and it has uh, on the on the on the banner has Fred's information and also a copy of the book. That's Thank also you. a way that you can get to it. And I think, you know, now with the internet and stuff, you can probably put Fred Heggie in there, and it's on a. You can scroll down and find it that way. If I am Maybe. not, I if I'm know. not wrong, I would almost venture out to say that. But yeah, the, the give him Jesus is a simple enough Amen. way to do it and stuff. Amen. And again, so if we want to order the book, we can Amazon or we can go to your website yeah. also yeah. And, yeah. and order the book directly from you. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about a little bit about the stories about it. I know we've talked about the the tool that you're using, and that's the, the book and also the video on YouTube, practical use for it. I mean, well, Jerry, when I became a witness for Christ, I was so scared. I cannot tell you how scared I was to meet my class requirements of sharing my faith between class sessions. I went to the old marketplace mall down here, and there's a smoking section in the back, back there close to the woods. And I would go down there and share my faith because I was afraid I'd see somebody I'd know. I was so scared and so nervous. But, Jerry, the way I became a witness for Christ, I got trained under uh, Share Jesus Without Fear, okay? And uh, that is a really good book. Uh, I cannot tell you how, how much I like that book, and I would endorse and encourage that book. But I'd read that book, and I'd share my faith, and things just didn't quite come to me for a while. And I'd stop and I'd read the book again. And I'd share my faith. And I'd stop and read the book again. And I probably read that book, especially the personal witnessing chapters in there, three, four, or five times. And all of a sudden, I developed a skill set that I had tailored to fit me, my personality type. And that's what I've geared my book to do, for everybody to be able to take that book and adapt their own personal witnessing skill set Defeat to meet their personality types. One size don't exactly fit all, but the methodology does. And the book's designed to help you get comfortable sharing your faith, get you out of your comfort zone. 95% of the body of Christ have never led one person to Jesus. So that's what the book's all about. But if you go buy the book and read it one time, it probably won't do the job for you. But if you'll buy it, get your scripture source, share the... Uh, Give them Jesus scriptures over and over and read and share and read and share. All of a sudden, you will become personal witnessing intentional. You'll be looking for places and people to share your faith. It becomes second nature. It becomes a part of your DNA. It becomes a part of who you are. Amen. Absolutely. And, you know, as you said, and I think Michael probably agree with this, there's there's a time when you first when you first do it, you are Moses. Uh, yeah. It needs to be the preacher. It needs to be a missionary. It needs to be somebody. Yeah. It don't need to be me. Yeah. Anybody but me. Yeah. Anybody. Anybody but me. Anybody but me. We, went, we went to the bus station four and a half years ago, four or five of us. And at that particular point, I was green. I hadn't witnessed very much. And I in, engaged a guy, and um, he was deaf. Was he deaf or blind? He wasn't. He was deaf. He was deaf. Yeah. He was deaf. And I thought, I'm new at this. Ain't no way I'm going to ever lead anybody to, to Jesus. He's deaf. He can't hear what I'm saying. And so I was doing the very best I could, and I had the little testament, and I was just failing, Jerry. I was just failing. 
and my buddy stepped in and took over. Led the guy to Jesus, my buddy here sitting to my right, Fred, led him to Jesus, and that day, Jerry, I caught a vision. And I'll tell anybody that. My vision was God is going to allow me and put me in a position to witness to someone, and he's going to give me the words to say. And I, I saw that from my brother, and from that point on, I promised God that I was going to be bold, obedient, and available. Now, sometimes I fall, and I'm not as bold, obedient, and available as I need to be. But I told God, I'm going to do my very best from that particular day on, and I've done my very best to be what I told God I was going to be. God will, God will give us the, God will give us the words. God will give us the strength, and God will equip us. And I, I always say that. And and it was we sit there, and and I think, I think the initial thing is stepping out and being available. Is probably for uh, you can be a strong Christian, but just sometimes you feel like, well, if they ask me a question, or if they 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 challenge me on this, I don't know, I don't know what what but what my next step needs to be. I think his book gives you an opportunity to kind of give you a foundation for that. But then the biggest thing is being available. Go ahead and That's do right. it. That's you may right. you may be going behind the the, 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 the marketplace or the mall <laughs> or the store somewhere where the smoking section where I'm, I'm nobody's gonna know me here. So if I really fall on my face, it, yeah. it, it ain't gonna no harm done. You know what I mean? That's right. But it's just doing it, and then all of a sudden, when you start doing it, you start going. God will, God will, God will encourage us. God will give us strength and stuff. And, and right. I think both of you will attest to that. That, you know what? I know I never feel like I'm equipped to ever do what God calls me to do. I'm always, I'm humbled and honored, and mm-hmm. feel like I'm. He can, he can probably get do much better than me. But if I, I'm just being, just be available. That's right. That's uh, right. Jerry, not only will God provide the strength. The wisdom, uh, but he'll also provide the opportunities. That's right. He will send people your way. Jerry, I want to bring to your audience attention on, on another statistic. In a recent survey by the Barna Group, a group of people were asked, would you be willing to listen to a presentation of the gospel from somebody who is passionate about their faith? A resounding 70% said, I'd be willing to listen. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits. I'm Jerry Mathis, and I'm here with Fred and Mike. And we've been talking a little bit about, uh, I mean, the, the root of it is sharing the gospel, using whatever platform we have to introduce people to Jesus Christ. We've got a call from Thomas in Winston who has a question, and the question is, and this will be for probably both of you, the question is, what is the greatest hurdle to have to overcome when talking to people? And I guess it's talking to people about Jesus Christ. What do you think is your biggest hurdle? I think my biggest hurdle is probably a little hesitancy or apprehensive. Am I going to say the right thing? You know, am I going to upset this person? So every now and again, when I feel that hesitancy, what I'll do before I even get out, Jerry, is I just say, God, I'm going to let go and let you 
You just tell me what to say. But I'm hesitant because I don't want to say the wrong thing and upset anybody. And one other thing I don't want to be is too overbearing and run somebody off, Jerry. I don't want to do that. So I pray, and I pray again, God, give me the words to say. Yep, Thomas, are you with us? Yes, sir, Jerry. Hey, uh, I think that was a pretty good explanation to what the hurdle is. Uh, is. Any other questions and stuff for, for Fred or Mike? Well, I was wondering if he thought the uh, cell phone was uh, an equally uh, dawning hurdle. Um, it, is it okay to share a real quick testimony well, about okay. what he yeah, just this said? This time, yeah, one time, yeah. It would just be real quick. <laughs> we were, we were, um, we took a trip uh, way, way out of town, and uh, we were on the streets, and this guy came up to me. And he was on the phone. Me, now that you mention being on the phone, he was on the phone with one of his friends. And I asked him if he had a New Testament, right? And he said, no, but I'd like to have one. And now he's still on the phone. And this guy that he's on the phone with, they're not talking anymore. He's talking to me. And I asked him um, if he had a minute, if he wanted to get off the phone or he had a minute to uh, read a couple of scriptures in the back, like John 3.16 and Romans 3.23. I just wanted to get him in reading the back cover. And he started reading. Well, when he started reading, he invited his friend on the phone to start reading. And they read the back cover, how much God loves them, that they're sinners, that they're not righteous, that it's a free gift, both of them. And now he's on the phone. And I asked the guy that was face-to-face with me, I said, would you like to make a decision for Jesus? And the guy said, yes. And the guy on the phone also made a decision for Jesus. So, yes, I don't think the phone in that particular instance was a, a, a hindrance. Uh, but I will say sometimes the phone is a hindrance because if you're witnessing to somebody, they could be looking back and on back and forth to their phone and all that kind of stuff. But in that particular instance, the phone that I had in my back pocket paid big dividends with both of those guys' uh, eternal home. Absolutely. Jerry, I want to speak to the first question. Uh, Going back to the 70%, 70% of the people that we face each day that we pass on the sidewalk, that we walk past in the hall at work, the halls at school, 70% are said they would be willing to listen to a presentation of the gospel from somebody who is passionate about their faith. They're looking for some enthusiasm, okay? They're not looking for somebody that's spiritually dead, uh, mired in a, in a pew somewhere. They're looking for somebody that's passionate about their faith. And 70% said, I would listen. My second uh, point to that would be this. Always have your scripture source. Always have your scripture source on you because that opportunity to share the gospel will come when you least expect it. It needs to be at your front door. It needs to be at your back door. It needs to be in your vehicle. It needs to be in your work vehicle. It needs to be on your desk. It needs to be on you. It needs to be a part of your attire, who you are. And as soon as that opportunity arises, get to the give them Jesus scriptures. That's where the power is always. That's what they're looking for. 
they don't, they don't really care about you. They're looking for a peace and a hope and a joy and a comfort that they don't have, and they don't know where to find it, and you're God's answer. Absolutely. Right. And, and got Thomas on the line, and I want to just real quick, I know a guy named Thomas also, and uh, where I first got this book was this Thomas gave it to me during a, a Wednesday morning prayer breakfast, and in the meantime, over the last couple of weeks, I know waitresses have got one, and... I wonder if you happen to know that same Thomas that I know, Thomas. Well, that might be my twin, Jerry. I've <laughs> got a good Thomas and a bad Thomas. So, uh, but, yes, I was thrilled uh, to to give that book out. I've actually read the book twice, and Fred's right. Uh, oftentimes, uh, if you read it twice, it'll really stick with you. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you for calling in, Thomas, and we will hope I'll see you tomorrow at Pinedale. Amen. Yes, Lord willing. See you there. All right. We've got uh, Laura on the line. Laura, can you hear us? Laura, can you hear us? Or we may have lost her. Fred, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a moment just to. I was thinking Fonda would be calling, but it must have got tied up on something. So I'm gonna make mention. Over the past few few months, I have uh, really promoted the, the, the suicide prevention training that she does. She does it uh, live where you can bring her in and she'll do it. Also, she does it online. And when she does it online, it's free, which is a, a great opportunity. And I suggest that everyone take this training because of, man, Mental illness and suicide is so rampant. We all know one answer is that people need to have Christ, Amen. and that's that that's, that gives them a hope that they that, that the world just doesn't give you. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a lot of Christians that are also committing suicide, and and as hard as that is, and, and as sad as it is, they get to that point where they just don't see that tomorrow can be better, right. and mm-hmm. it's tough, and mm-hmm. and so. I'm going to just mention real quick that she's doing her training on Saturday, February 17th, from 12 to 2. If you'll go on Kingdom Pursuits, you can scroll across the the banner there, and it has all the information there for that. Or you can also just get in touch with her, and it's uh, Fonda Bryant. And you can also just just put that in, and it'll come up to her website. I, I encourage everybody to try to do that. As a matter of fact, I know Fonda is on the line, so we'll be getting back to her in just a moment. She'll do a much better job of, of, of saying all that. And we got Scott also on the line. Scott, can you hear us? Yeah, good morning, Jerry. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, Fred. This is morning, Scott Barton, and I just want to thank Fred so much for that book. Um, <laughs> I've personally used several, given it to uh, – people that I encounter in the emergency room where I work and also some homeless people and, and they really enjoyed it. Uh, at least they said they did. And, uh, uh, I actually caught them reading it too. When I came back to check on it, one guy, uh, was kind of down and out. And, uh, I went back later in the evening to pray with him and I saw he was reading the book. A lot of times when you give somebody a book, they'll say they'll read it and they have every intention yeah. and they may, but this guy was reading it every time I checked on him, so I decided just to let him go, and it was time to, for me to end my shift. So I just yeah. wanted to thank Fred so much for that book, and uh, 
I need some more copies, so I've got to be <laughs> online and order some. All so right. thank you for everything you guys do, and uh, Fred, thanks for the book. Scott, thank you, brother. Just keep giving them Jesus, okay? God bless you, See brother. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Uh, you Bye. do. Hey, Scott, and Scott's getting off the line. I just want to just say Scott is also involved, and he is not just involved. He is a big part of the Jesus Labor of Love ministry. Mm-hmm. That's another thing you can go through the website, go down and find that, and be able to that's an opportunity to, to, to give to the community and to help somebody and point them to Jesus Christ. We'll be back in just a moment, and Fonda will be on the line with us and kind of promote her training that's coming up, and I certainly encourage everybody to get your pen out so you can get the information down. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits. Uh, great morning this morning, having Mike and Fred in the building and uh, on the air and live and talking about just giving Jesus. I, I tell you what, a great book, great opportunity to, to, to be able to reach people for Christ. Also on the line, Fred, I don't know if you've ever met Fonda Bryant, but this is a good, dear friend. And boy, you talk about somebody with a heart. She's right. experienced this, so it's not just somebody who's who's, who's got a book and, and, and read it from a book and goes out and does this. She lives this every day. And Fonda, good to have you this morning. Good morning, Jerry, and I must apologize. I got sidetracked, but uh, I'm here now, and I appreciate you having me on, so good morning. Well, good to have you, and I know that you have a, a very, very, very special uh, a training session coming up, and I, I'm just always encouraged because of, I mean, one thing, you're willing to do these online, and they're, they're free, and the public needs to make sure they take advantage of it, but this is celebrating 29 years, 29 years of, I'm going to go ahead, I'm not even going to go down there, I'm going to let you explain that, and then also Tell us what the dates are and how they can make sure they get registered and get on and 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 be able to get some. We were talking off air. This is an area that I think is so neglected in so many ways. And we were just talking as a friend we all know that went to Pinedale that had struggled and struggled and two weeks ago committed suicide. Mm. And it just broke my heart when they called me that night and told me, but it, it, it's out there. It, it can be. It can be in our own home, and it can be our next door neighbor, our coworker. We just don't know. Fonda, I'm turning the floor over to you. Yes. Um. But thank you. Uh, yes, I am going to be having this month is a very special month for me, but it's also a very hard month because I'm reliving trauma. Because coming up on February 14th, Valentine's Day, a day of love and and cars and flowers and candy, I will be celebrating my 29th year as a survivor of suicide. And I know for people that's an uncomfortable subject. It's not a warm and fuzzy subject, but we have to deal with it. We have to talk about it because the only way we're going to prevent suicide is by having these uncomfortable conversations that are going to move people to action. Because anytime I share my story, I know it's going to do two things. It's going to inspire people, but it's also going to trigger people. And when it inspires people, the first thing they'll say to me is, how can I help you, Fonda? What can I do? And the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, you need to get educated. Because suicide is the most preventable death of all deaths. All deaths. 
if people would just get trained on the warning signs. And 29 years ago, coming up on 29 years ago, I had no idea I was struggling with clinical depression. Depression is the number one disease that can cause us to die by suicide. It's also the, the most debilitating disease in the world. It feels like when I'm really struggling that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, in molasses. And everybody from the South pretty much knows what molasses <laughs> is. It's thicker than honey. It's thicker than syrup. And when you're struggling with depression, I swear to you, number one, you feel it because it's a physical condition. But it's ex- ex- you're extremely tired. You don't want to do anything. You can't concentrate. You're just trying to make it through the day. But people don't always understand that because in their minds, we don't look sick. We don't look like a person with cancer or any other physical disease. But let me tell you all something. We're struggling. And if we don't get the help that we need, if we don't put in the work every single day, just like with diabetes or um, or uh, hypertension, people think, oh, if you just take a pill. Well, if you take a pill and then go eat a half a cake, that's not helping you. If you take a pill and eat six pieces of fried chicken, that's not helping you. You have to make a lifestyle change. And that's what having a mental health condition is. You have to make a lifestyle change because if you don't, you run the risk of going down that slippery slope and never coming back. So 29 years ago, my Aunt Spanky, who is a hero in my eyes and always will be, recognized the signs when I called and told her, you can have my shoes. She called me back. She said, are you going to kill yourself? I said, yes. And she went into action like a superhero and saved my life. And when she did that, I recognized that it's a big difference between mental health and physical health. Mental health, people don't have the empathy and compassion for us. They don't because they think we bring it on ourselves, that we're crazy, we're nuts, we're psycho. We got to change that. Because that mentality almost killed me 29 years ago, and it's still killing us now. Fonda, 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 I hate to interrupt with you, but I want to make sure you get real quick that, that how to how to take the training because we are bumping into it. This segment oh, okay, is the last one. No, no, because I'm going to get you back so we can tell that story more in depth and everything. To get the training, what do they need to do? Because I want to give Fred the last 30 seconds. It ain't much time to, to, okay. to wrap us up. Okay. Well, you can reach out to me at Fonda, F-O-N-D-A-N-C underscore the number 40 at yahoo.com. The training is going to be Saturday, February 17th from 12 to 2 o'clock p.m. There is no registration, but you have to be on time and take the entire two-hour training to get your two-year certificate, QPR booklet, and resource card. And I urge everybody to take the training because anyone can save a life. You don't have to be a professional to do so. Thank you, Fonda. Fred, wrap us up. Take us out of here. Uh, Jerry, what I've learned through the years is this. On a day when nothing goes right, when everything goes wrong, I got 1,000 phone calls to return and everything's going wrong. If I'm prepared and I've got my scripture stores, I'm good enough. On my worst day, and on your worst day, and on Mike's worst day. Amen. That's all I can say. Amen. Go on, look to scroll through the, the banner, get information on Fred's book. Also, all the information on the training coming up. Hope everybody has a great day, and hope to be able to hear that you have been in church tomorrow. This is the Truth Network.